Hey, Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh with, well, it's not so new anymore, almost one year, one year old. Here I am talking about food, Ravings and Cravings. Today, I am here with Paul Zacco from Zacco's Home Brewing and Winemaking Supplies. I'm looking at the camera so that some people can like realize that I know you're out there. This is Paul, but we're going to call him Zac for all intents and purposes today, right? That's the name I prefer. All right. Thank and you. Uh, so let's get the important information out of the way first. Name of the business, which I just said. Exotics Home Brewing and Winemaking Supplies. Address. I'm on North Street, 18 North Street in Willimantic. Okay. What are your hours? I'm uh, Wednesday through Friday, noon till 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. Okay. And phone number? 860-456-7704. Okay. And what's the best way for people to find you if they want to find information about the, the store, what you might have available? What's the best way to do that? My website is homemadebrew.net. Oh, I didn't know that. And that'll lead you to Zox Home Brewing Supplies. Catalog is on there, all kinds of things. I have special listings, used equipment, new stuff. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Check it out. There's a sake section on there also for the sake drinkers out there. Oh, you do that too? Well, I started it about really? two years ago, but I haven't really finished it. But it's, it's, it has some activity. Well, you have a very interesting history that has gotten you to the present day. And mm. I think that it's worth talking about. So mm. tell us about how you got involved in home brewing and what sparked your interest. Well, I started home brewing about... Um, Boy, dates now. Let's say 2000. About, we won't. We won't do the math. Don't well, worry. Well, about, about 1995, when okay. when home brewing was hot, I started in a club in Andover, Connecticut. We had about 20 guys in a little club, Yankee, huh. Yankee home brewers. Andover. Uh, Hop River home brewers, rather. Oh. And uh, we brewed, home brewed, and then I got involved, like I do with things, and I got overboard, and I started competitions here in Willimantic. We did 11 competitions in Willimantic. Oh, what kind of uh, beer, beer beer competitions? Beer what? mead, beer mead, which is honey wine, and cider, and we had most of them were the, the first three or four were at Willamette Brewing Company, oh. and then we started doing the uh, what's it by McDonald's way on the end there VFW. The yeah, VFW, there's you know? a VFW. We had yeah. it there for the last six years, and we draw up to five hundred entries, and we did competitions. We had certified judges. Wow. I'm a certified judge myself, but I was a coordinator, so we had judges. And uh, we go through uh, and judge from 100, like the first year, up to 500 the last year, and judge beers. That's a lot of drinking, Zach. Well, you don't drink very much. You, you Just do. a sip. You, right? have, you have small sips. Maybe a panel would do 12 different beers. Maybe drink 12 ounces. Okay. And you do two panels in the morning and two in the afternoon with water always. Mm -hmm. And maybe a palate cleanser like uh, crackers or something. So that was what year that you started that in Andover? I started that here in Willimantic. Oh, it was in Willimantic. Willimantic. I live in Andover, but I, the uh, shop was in Andover. I opened up uh, two months after I retired from a VA job. I worked in a, in a biomed shop and uh, started up in uh, July of 2000. Okay, so July yeah. of 2000. And then yeah. before that, you said you were working for the VA. I worked for the VA for uh, out of my 33 years. I did four active duty in the service. Um, Thank you for serving. Thank you for serving. Oh, thanks. It was, okay. wasn't was fun, but but um, then I did, I think, well, 27 years, 27, 28 years of 
chemistry lab or biomed. So you got your chemistry and yeah. this is kind of like chemistry, isn't it? It's like chemistry. Yeah. Most, chemistry. most homebrew guys with a science background do very well. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very, uh, homebrewing is a very, not anal, but you have to be scientific and calculate things and kind of predict what you're going to do before you start to do it. Wow, that's very interesting. So you brought some things for me to yeah, taste. I brought three beers. I brought out three traditional, no, uh, two beers and one mead. But I, the one I'll open now is a uh -huh. Scotch Ale. It's about 9%. It's called a Wee Heavy because it's a heavy, strong beer. It's traditionally made in Scotland, and it has a certain amount of peat flavor to it, just like the peat they put into whiskey. Peat? Peat, like peat moss. Is it is it moss? Well, it's peat. Is this kind of for vegetables then? No, no. This is no, the peat. Doesn't. The peat okay. that is like dirt. They they cook the grain. They oh. smoke the grain with the peat. Oh, interesting. And you get a peat. Oh, that very, smells. Very, very very little, but this is alcoholic. It's about nine percent. Can I? Could I make this? I I'm thinking lamb stew and add a little bit of this. In well, you there? could. You'd be, you? you'd be wasting the beer. But all I, right, all right. I'd all right. Uh, I would deglaze a pan with it, but I don't know if I'd cook with deglaze. it. Deglaze, okay. I deglaze because I, I cook with sour beers, but to have wood lamb, yes, because it's strong and big and sweet. Guys, I don't even really drink with this. Yeah, it's made. Uh, this is awesome. One of the beers I, oop, one of the beers I, uh, I teach mm. uh, traditional styles. What I like to make the best, uh, IPAs and all this new stuff is wow. nice. But there's hundreds of other, well, a hundred other styles of beer that you don't see these days. This was one that was very popular. That's awesome. Maybe love that. ten years ago. So what's in there? What am I drinking? Well, it's just barley. But the reason barley. it's sweet is the technique leaves residual sugars in it. Okay. And the peat gives it a little bit of smokiness, mm -hmm. and the other grains give it a raisiny flavor, I was a caramel flavor. I think it smells like bananas to me, but it's just well, maybe a touch. Something. The yeast, the yeast will do some of that. Really? Oh, okay. Raisins. I mean, this is like very interesting. It's more of a sipping beer. Hmm. So for the person out there in in Radio Land in uh, YouTube Land, how can they? make this kind of thing what will you what products do you have available that will help me make this at home well there's a lot of ways to make it the, the, the beginners normally use extracts that come out of a can it's a starting point mm -hmm. and after you maybe make a couple dozen batches maybe you'll go to all grain uh, uh, starting up with extract is a is a little more expensive it takes an hour to make where this beer takes five or six hours to make it's worth Fer it. Fermentation is, it's, uh, it's is two it. months and bottling and all that. So totally, time is probably two, two and a half months total time with bottling. But uh, I teach the style. If somebody comes to my shop, oh. I have the I have the kits. Not Scottish Ale kits. I have every, any other one. This is one they don't have kits made with for Scottish Ale. Mm -hmm. But I teach the style and uh, how to make it. So, like, is that a formal class that someone signs no, up no. for? No, no. You just you, you... Any, anybody that walks in. Okay, so I walk in, I buy a kit, and I say, "So Zach, yeah. how do I do this?" And you just tell me. Yeah, yeah, right. There's Guys, directions, but yeah. Doesn't get easier yeah. than this. Well, beer making and wine making is the same. If you're a newbie, a new customer, I spend time with you. That's really. And if you've that's done it sweet. a bit, you don't have to because you you know yeah. the basics. Mm -hmm. But I uh, teach people about sanitation, fermentation, proper technique. Oh. It's a hobby. We could all buy beer or wine at the store, but mm -hmm. making it home is like making your own spaghetti sauce or making your own cake. Yeah, yeah. So well, a, I hate to give this up, craft. but I mean, uh, we should try the second thing, whatever it is. Do I have to drain my cup? Uh, yes, in you do. In order to 
Yeah, if you can't, I know where to pour it. I only so brought three glasses. That's okay. I'm going to drink it, but don't give me so much this mm. next time, mm -hmm. all right? I mean, not that I don't like it. It's just I got to make room, right? Well, the next one mm. is going to be a mead because the last beer is going to be a very sour, traditional mm -hmm. Belgian. I'll talk about that after. But this one here is a, is a mead, which is very old fermented beverage, the oldest, 4,000 B.C. Oh, my goodness. The oldest beverage. It's honey, water, and yeast, and a couple things in time. It takes a year for it to ferment. Okay, so there are, like, so many kinds of honey, right? So you really... Well, this year is orange blossom honey. Okay, so that one's orange blossom. All my, all my honey is local except this one. The, my, my local supplier buys this from Florida. Okay. So it's got a little bit of an orange flavor. Mm. Okay, that's good. And Great. it's Great. about 8%. So how long did it take to make this one? Well, this is a one-year process. One year. Yep, it's one year. When fermentation is, is cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to, you. cheers to Matt over there. Hi. Mm. Oh, we got the wrong one. No, we didn't get the meat. We got the sour. Okay, oh, yeah. the meat's gonna be after. We'll talk about this. I don't know <laughs> if I can drain this cup. That's <laughs> right. I, I, I labeled yep, I didn't read my oh, label right. That's okay, that's all right. This is a traditional Belgian lambic. This is a beer Ooh. that uh, is made without any hop bitterness, so it's the opposite of an IPA. It's very very sour. Mm -hmm. It takes um, this beer was uh, fermented in an oak barrel oh. that I that I got from Willimantic Brewing from David. And it fermented for eight and a half years in the barrel. Mm -hmm. Every week I had to top it off with neutral beer. Wow. And it's called a Lambic. The yeast I got from the brewery in Belgium called oh. Cantillon, a very famous brewery. Wow. I brought the yeast back, so I have a traditional sour Lambic. It's very sour. It, it's not It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It, it is sour, but it's I'm sour. wondering, is there, are there certain personalities that go with certain people as far as what kind of beer they drink? Like, well, this I, kind of beer, who drinks this? I think if, if, if you look at... Uh, the way we develop as we get older, we we may drink drier white wines by uh, Mercedes or Porsches if you're that kind of person, mm -hmm. and then gravitate to drink these kind of beers. Hmm. So this is like the ultimate. The peak of the pint wow. is a Lambic. Very it's, special. It's Very, tasty. Tasty, but it's it takes a minimum of three or four years to make one that's sour and decent. Some guys do it quicker. But you know, have the complexity like this. This was in an oak barrel for all those years. Is it? Ex is this more expensive then, than? Yeah, you can't buy Cantillon in Connecticut because he doesn't sell it here anymore. It's gotten very expensive. The oh. uh, the, the brewery was here, in liquor stores in Willimantic. Mm -hmm. Then one day, he couldn't keep up with the market, and he's never. We don't get this anymore here. So if uh, you want to get this, you may have to go to Massachusetts or New York. Well, I am here with Zach from Home Brewing and Winemaking Supplies on North Street here in Willimantic. Again, give us the address as well as your phone number and how people can find you. Well, I'm open Wednesday through Saturday. My address is 18 North mm -hmm. uh, Street, um, about a block from uh, the Willie uh, Station I'm at right now. And um, what else do you need to know? Where people can find you, uh, homebrew.net? Oh, it's a home right? homemade brew. Uh, homemadebrew.net is my website, but zox.homebrewing mm -hmm. at snetnet is my email address. Oh, okay. Email me, or if you do homemadebrew.net, mm -hmm. you'll find all that. Everything okay. is on there. Different things are on it. You'll see. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Like, I have a catalog on there also. So, 
you are the business owner. Yep. Do you have other people who work with you no, or who are other experts? I who... do. I do everything. You do myself. everything. A one-man shop. Very oh. small. Hobby oh. shop. That must be tiring. No, it's not. As long as I have my computer and I, I could. I guess you love it. I could watch, you know, YouTube on my TV. What do people eat with, say, this kind of beer? Is is wine, you know, wine people? This is like things. this is like a wine. It has a wine thing. Yeah. A beer, a beer like the first one, uh -huh. the sweet, we heavy, the chocolatey thing, like desserts, or maybe a meaty thing like a, a way out goat or lamb, or rich Yum. beef. Mm. You know, like like eating a T-bone steak. Mm -hmm. But this mm -hmm. is a salty, creamy cheese. Oh, okay. And, that, and I use it to deglaze when I make things, when I cook something. You do? Yeah, if I make a, a stir, with a fry with a with chicken or uh, uh, beef, it's a good deglazer. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite beverage that you this, gravitate to? The Lambic. This is it, huh? It's not the beer I drank, but it's my favorite beer. It is. Yeah. Now, what's the proof on this? It's five percent. Five. Oh, that's less. The other one was about yeah. It's but it's an average, but there's no hops in it, so it's very unhoppy. It's the opposite of an IPA. But you would be really happy to drink it. You wouldn't be unhappy. Right? Unhappy? Yeah. Unhoppy. I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> well, if you could find it, you'd be happy. You would be. Yeah. What do you sell in your store as far as products so that people can make make things? What name some things that you have available? Well, as far as beer, I sell. Uh, the beginning kits, you, you can make beer, uh, a kit is five gallons for about um, 40, 40 or 45 bucks. Mm -hmm. Probably, yeah, you, you, can, you can make a six pack for probably three, four, four bucks. Um, I sell that extract, I sell grains. Uh, after you do extract beers a couple years or mm -hmm. a couple batches, uh, a couple dozen batches, you gravitate toward more grain, mm -hmm. uh, maybe some grain and some extract. It costs less and less as you get more advanced because grain is cheaper than the extract. The extract has to be made by the factories, oh. and you pay a lot for that. Mm -hmm. It's like buying mm -hmm. some pre-made food in the market. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper to make it home. Yeah. But that's the way it is. But it's easier to learn that way. So I teach how to make the beer mm -hmm. or the wine. Mm -hmm and why you're doing things in sanitation, which is important, mm -hmm. and how you treat the, the wine when you bottle it. Wine is like beer in that uh, you don't, I don't sell the grapes, I sell the grape extracts, hmm. the kits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can make a good bottle of cheap summertime fruit wine for $2 a bottle. Really? Like 9%. Oh, wow. Aver an average wine is about 3 bucks a bottle, and uh, a basic uh, wine kit is, 30 bottles or six gallons. Mm -hmm. And it costs you about three bucks, I think three or four dollars a bottle. High end uh, would be maybe five fifty a bottle for buying wine. Hmm. It would cost you $30. So I'm curious about, is there ever such a thing as a, a fail? You know, I, I got my kit, I followed yeah. the directions. Sure. Can you rescue a, no. a fail you can't. All? You normally can't fix it. If you have a fail with beer because it's infected because you didn't uh, do sanitation throughout the whole process. Mm -hmm. You can't fix it. You can't. All right. No, no. You can give it to a friend with a still. He can distill it and recapture the alcohol, but you've lost the beer. With a wine, if it comes up a little bit too acidic or something is off, not infected, but mm -hmm. something is not right in the process that you did, but it's still drinkable, mm -hmm. then you could flavor it, put spices in it, and do something to you reclaim could. it. With beer, beer is not forgiving. The beer goes bad. 
you've lost the beer. So I teach that. That's just, that's the biggest thing I teach is right. sanitation and technique. All right, we gotta try that third one. This is this is the mead. This is Oof. this is uh <laughs> only about nine percent. Nine. All right. It doesn't have any gas in it. It's a still, so no mm -hmm. carbonation. Okay. It's Great. only only honey. Hmm. honey water. Honey water. Honey water, and it has a little bit of some chemicals of acid blend to give it a little bit of an acid tang, and some yeast nutrient. And it takes one year to ferment. Opposed to beer or wine, which takes a month to ferment. This is a year process. One whole year. Wow. Well, this is orange blossom. This is uh, one of my big winners wow. in competition. Done well. That is that is really sweet. Yep. And you t you can taste the orange. Yeah, taste the there orange. Vanilla in there. No, it's just orange. It's, it's pure, just orange? It's orange blossom. That's all it is. Wow. Yep. You it's, should. You really should bottle this and sell it. Well, I don't have a license to sell it. Get a license. But, but then it would, it's not too late. You know? Well, then have to work. <laughs> and then you have to it's, work. It's hard right, work. Right, you know, right, right. State liquor license. It is. Not, it's not it easy. is. It is. Wow. What do you think? Do you like Delicious. this one? Yeah. Which one do you like best, Matt? Oh, oh yeah, the last one. Do you like one. the last one best? It's, so it's mead, so it's pure honey and water. I mean, I like this, but actually, I like the first one. The first one was good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and the second one wasn't awful, but I felt like it was almost like chewing on a sock. A dirty oh. sock. Oh yeah, because it has that sour. Well, the sour, yeah, that's that's an that's an acquired yeah. flavor. It is. I, and once I you acquire it, then you you'd understand. It's like uh, <laughs> the first guy who ate asparagus or a lobster. You know, uh, yeah. Somebody had to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in Belgium, when you have a sour like this, uh -huh. it's special. Yeah. Well, what do you love about your work? What do you love best about oh, it's, it? It's, it's no, no doubt, it's the people I meet. Yeah. I've been there twenty three years, and I've had. Friends of mine who've brewed, mm -hmm. home brewed, and stopped because they had a baby, mm -hmm. and they had to do other things for a mm -hmm. couple of years. They come back, and their little babies are now four, helping them bottle. And it's now, a family. And now business. we have now we have uh, one fellow. His uh, kids are in college, <laughs> and they just one just graduated. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she was born, and it's just, it's, it's, it's I just uh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. It's a uh, it's very. Com I guess beverages bring people together. Well, it's, and... a, it's a hobby shop with all the things that we do. Yeah, it's very social. Not to be thing. poetic, but it's it's one of the good things we do. Mm -hmm. We uh, there's no pressure, no outside. You do the best you can, and uh, mm -hmm. it's it's expressive. Mm -hmm. Wow, I really I do like this. So, what would you eat with something like this? Or this know? this would be dessert dessert only. So the, this is the end of the meal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't serve it in a plastic cup. I'd serve it in a, in a good glass. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Does that make a difference, really? Like what you serve something in? Well, if I drank a Coke out of a coffee cup, I wouldn't like that. Or coffee out of a Coke glass. Well, I don't know. Desperate so, times call for desperate measures. Yeah, but no? glasses are cheap. Yeah. These mm -hmm. are plastic. These cost more than the ones you wash at home. Mm. You just wash it, and you can use it forever. It's true. Forever. But uh, if I serve this, I serve it into a and with a wine flute, because it has a little bit of gas in it. Oh, it does. You see, it's just a touch. You see a little tiny bit of fuzz on it? Yeah, I do see that. Just a mm. little bit. So the, the aroma would come out of a wine flute. And I'd have it with uh, with dessert, chocolate, chocolate raspberry, things this, like that. This was nine? nine about 9%, yeah. Are there any things that you have available that are uh, higher content of alcohol? Oh, sure, sure. Beverage? So what else well, do Well, it's we wine. Have? Wine's average 12 to 14%. Okay. And uh, I do sell sake kits sometime, but not much. Sake's, sake's pretty high, isn't it? Sake's 14%, usually 14, 15, but not much of that. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's the wines. 
that are higher alcohol. Beer is usually run five to eight percent. Who drinks sake? I mean, do people really? Oh, people drink not, not maybe not here in this this part of this Connecticut, mm -hmm. but in the cities, you know, in New York and some of the cities, you'll see sake bars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sake is like a beer; it's made with rice, so it's just like instead of using barley for mm -hmm. beer, rice. So it's kind of a more of a form of uh, okay. of beer than it is wine. So once I buy a kit and I bring it home and I follow the directions and do stuff. Is that the time that it takes for it to get to its? I don't know what do you call it. Maturity? Well, with, with, with beer, beer is a is a, a one or two hour brew day, That's all. and you bottle it um, four or five weeks after. Mm -hmm. Wine is about the same. Wine mm -hmm. is about a four week time. Wine you have thirty bottles. Mm -hmm. Beer you have two cases plus a six pack, and uh, they can be drank right away. Really? Uh, the red wines should sit for six or eight months at least. Okay. They they uh, they clean up a little bit. And do they have to be somewhere dark or on yeah, their just, side or I don't know. They don't have to be on their side, but the, the corks I have, you can put them either way. You but can. they have to be uh, in a dark dark place is good, not a, not okay. a warm place. Mm -hmm. But beer has to be cold. It does. And yeah. that, do you sell the bottles that? Um, I sell everything. Everything from it, start to finish. Everything. Everything. So what what other what equipment would one need to? Like after I buy my kit and I say, oh, I'm hooked. I want to do this oh. for a long time. What do I need to buy? Well, when you start, you buy a beer kit or a wine kit. They're the same kit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they cost the same. I just put a capper in mm -hmm. the beer kit and I put a corker in the wine kit. Oh, interesting. And that's the same kit. And they cost around 100 bucks for a, a brand new kit. Mm -hmm. uh, bottles cost anywhere from 20 bucks a case, depending on what bottles you got. Um, so it cost you... Three dollars a bottle, a seven fifty bottle of wine, but three but and, and beer is probably four dollars a six pack, four mm -hmm. maybe three to four dollars depending on which kit you get. And that, do you name your do you name your beverage? No, or, I don't. You know, no, because no, like a few a few of my beers have my name Zach on it, mm -hmm. like my my Maybach is a Maysock or Doppelbach is a Doppelbach, but I just okay. keep it as traditional. Mm -hmm. I like traditional brewing. Mm -hmm. So today we had traditional lambic, traditional. Uh, 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 mead mm -hmm. and a traditional wee heavy, and no names, just wee beer. heavy. Wee heavy is a is a Scotch ale that they drink in Scotland. That's uh -huh. the first one we had, uh -huh. and it has an alcohol by about three or four percent. But as they kept adding more, they made it a little heavier and heavier. I see. And they, and they brought up, and they the higher the alcohol. Mm -hmm. the more taxes they paid. <laughs> so to drink a beer like that cost you a lot for taxes oh, on it. In Scotland, I don't know if it's still like that. It probably is. But that's a heavy, it's a thick beer, uh -huh. sweeter, Yeah. made not to uh, drink quickly, but sip. It's a sipping beer. Yeah, you can't, it's hard to drink a sweet drink in volume. Okay. But there's Sounds many good. styles. Many countries have different things. They do. So mm. we have Scotland. Are there other international kind of oh, sure, flavors sure. that uh, people can make? English bitters, bitters, common IPAs like in America. Okay. IPAs are very common, uh -huh. but there's there's a bunch of styles. There's actually there's probably a hundred styles of beer and sub styles. I think you're yeah. quite the expert here. I well, think... you know, people like to make dark beers. They make stouts yeah. and porters mm -hmm. for winter time, mm -hmm. and they want light lagers. I was going to bring a lager tonight, but mm -hmm. these are more fun. Mm. You know, things like Bohemian lagers fun. and Hellas and uh, easy-drinking Budweiser-type American lagers. Some mm -hmm. people make those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's uh, many different beers. But these days, people are drinking basically strong beers and IPA beers with a <laughs> lot of hops. 
and they're forgetting about the Belgians and the Scottishes and the Englishes and the Irishes. You know, I see, don't I see that often. Don't forget them. Don't yeah. forget all these other people groups and all the great things that you can have to drink. Yeah, for sure. So, Zach, thank you for being with sure. us today. We are going to call this a wrap here. Ravings okay. and Cravings signing Good. off on WILI. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.